One, one, two. Check me out right here, yo. Hello, everyone, yo, and welcome into the 610 podcast. I am your host, Jay Hollihan, and we're back here today talking about the Philadelphia 76ers. They've been in the news recently pretty much for all the wrong reasons. Um, you know, we know that the 76ers are currently in a difficult position as James Harden has requested a trade and again, this puts the Sixers in a very tough spot as James Harden really only wants to go to the Clippers. Um, not a move that gives the 76ers much wiggle room. I've seen um, a mock trade that from the 76ers wire that has James Harden going to L.A. along with P.J. Tucker. Um, and in this move, the Sixers get in return from L.A., Marcus Morris Sr., Robert Covington, Nick Batum, and a 2028 first-round pick. Keep in mind, the Clippers don't have a first-round pick until 2027, and that is their own. The 2028 pick as well is their own. So it's not a... It's it's not a scenario that, again, the 76ers will be getting much in return if they go along with that. I think um, L.A. on one end would win that trade with having the ability to have James Harden and Kawhi Leonard as well as Paul George on the floor at the same time. Um, the Sixers getting back... In that trade, Marcus Morris Sr., um, as I said, you know, Morris, look, he's going into, what, his 13th year now. Um, last year averaged 11.2, shot 42.6 from the field, and, you know, from the three, 36.4. Not terrible, but, you know, he gives you... Solid points from the four. A little bit better than P.J. Tucker, but he doesn't bring that championship mentality that Tucker brings. Then you get Robert Covington, um, who's going now into his 10th season. Um, and last year only averaged six points with the Clippers. Played in 48 games. Um, would be a backup forward. He would not be playing the three as he did, I think, early on in his Sixers career. Um, shot 39.7% as well as shot 44.5% from the field and only 75% from the three-throw th three line. And then you get Nick Batum. And Batum, small forward, um, backup again. Average 6.1 points per game, 39.1 from beyond, and 42% from the field. Um, 
going into now his 16th season, I just don't see that being a, a valuable move um, for the Sixers there getting Batum. The other two players, Covington and Marcus Morris, I could see that potentially. Um, Batum would also be owed $11 million this upcoming year. I, I, I just don't see that being a reasonable contract. And then Rocco would be coming back and he would be getting paid 11 mil as well. It just, I just don't see how that's worth it. Marcus Morris, um, he would be getting paid uh, $17 million in the final year of his contract. So I could see Morris and Rocco, you know, Covington, it would be interesting to see how that would play out being back with Joel and Bede and how that offense would, would look and and all that. And he gives you, obviously, you know what you get from Robert Covington. So it'd be interesting. Um, but do I like this trade overall? It's okay. I think you can do better in terms of, you know, from other teams. But from the Clippers themselves... I mean, this might be as good as it as it gets right now. Um, you know, looking at some of their other some of the other players on their roster, um, you know, I I just can't see anyone else that they would either be willing willing to give up. I mean, you know, it just I don't think they'd be willing to part with Kenyon Martin. Um, you know, talks about potentially, you know, um, getting a Norman Powell. I just wonder if that's a little too far for the Clippers. Averaging 17 points and 47.9 from the field last year was Norman Powell. I kind of think the Clippers would like to keep uh, most, most of their depth and not lose um, a ton there, and that's what they would be if they moved on from a Norman Powell. Um, you know, and looking, you know, down the road, you also have um, players like Terrence Mann, um, who's under contract, getting paid ten million, and he's only averaged eight point eight points. Um, Bones Highland would be interesting being from around the area, but I can't imagine, um, the Clippers moving on from a young player that they traded for last year and gave up Reggie Jackson. So I don't think you can get that. I also would be interested to see if you, maybe you could get that 2027 pick thrown in there. You know, what if you subbed out, um, Batum for the 2027 pick? Um, obviously you're making this trade and if you're getting picks from LA, you want it to be a potential lottery pick. Uh, and when looking at the Clippers, you have to make that decision on whether or not they are going to be a team that will be picking around that lottery, um, selection, or if they're going to be further back in the first and, and will be a playoff team by that point, 2027, 2028, you know, you look at the vets on that team, if they were to get James Harden, they'd have him, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard 
guys that are aging. I mean, I think that this is kind of the last effort for the Clippers, so to speak, going in on a potential championship run. And in the corresponding move, if you were to trade away guys, uh, get um, players back, you would also and get forwards coming in, you also might need to move on from a Tobias Harris. I mean, how cool would it be if they could land, and I don't think it would happen, but if they could land like a Paul George or a, a possible small forward that could be that could offer you more. I mean, Norman Powell could even play a little at s- a small forward. You could get someone that would be better than a Tobias Harris. Heck, Norman Powell can play small forward um, and would, I think, offer you a better option scoring than a Tobias Harris. Cheaper as well, and I think you can get more out of him. Tobias Harris, corresponding trade, I mean, you can send him wherever he wants to go. I mean, you know, or you could pick the spot if you're Daryl Morey. Um, But, you know, Daryl Morey as well cannot settle for less than he believes that James Harden is worth and where he's pricing James Harden. Now, we know from reports about Tobias Harris potentially going to the Cleveland Cavaliers that he was asking for picks um, as well as Jared Allen and... I just, you know, I think that was a a really, really poor, and Evan Mobley as well, a really, really poor um, ask by Daryl Morey and valuing Tobias Harris way too high. But in this particular instance, you can't take less for what you're giving a team for a James Harden because the Clippers believe he might be the missing link just as much as you're trying to get future picks, future players that could offer you veteran leadership, could offer you a potential to contend or make the playoffs this year, as well as hope down the road. Now, moving on from James Harden and the Tobias Harris issue, and I want to focus on something else. I don't really, you know, it's rare that you'll hear me come on here too much and talk about rumors and stuff that, you know, I think is not maybe always 100% factual. And I'm not saying any of this isn't 100% factual, but I, you know, if I'm going to be coming on and making an episode about it, I want it to be kind of locked down um, information that is something to talk about and something to look back on, you know, and say, you know, oh, that that happened and, and not, you know, oh, that's just something that, you know, was a was a rumor going on at the time. Well, the James Harden is reportedly accurate that he wants to be in, in a Clippers uniform next year and in L.A. And Joel Embiid as well, I'm going to segue into talking about what he said. So here's from 94WIP's Twitter. Embiid said in an interview, I just want to win a championship, whatever it takes. I don't know where that's going to be. Whether it's in Philly 
or anywhere else. So this is kind of, you know, a little older news. This is from July 17th, so on Monday. But, you know, let's still talk about it. As today, he also came out with a statement, you know, saying he is a uh, – Embiid values having a one-team legacy, meaning – he believes that you start in one spot and you finish in that same spot, which is something very rare nowadays and you don't see a lot of, unless you're kind of forced out and the team just says, okay, it's time to move on. Embiid, his initial comments, um, you know, he ends up tweeting later on, you know, um, where someone was, I forget the the initial tweet that he was quoting, but he said to look at his the middle name on his Twitter, which is Joel Troel Embiid, meaning he was trolling fans by doing that. I'm not going to lie. I am not exactly uh, believing him when he says that. I mean, this is something I think that maybe he later thought about or his PR team spoke with him and said, hey, you know, this isn't, uh, this isn't the right decision right now. It makes you look selfish. The Sixers fans are, you know, kind of ticked, and you're not requesting a trade right now, nor will you have the opportunity to be traded until the potential deadline or next offseason, so why would you even say that? I also think that he does value having a one-team legacy. I mean, I think Joel Embiid, <laughs> multiple times throughout his career, if he wanted out, he, he could have left. Um, and I also believe that, you know, now would not be the time to go. I think you wait, see what Nick Nurse has, see where Tyrese Maxey's at, see what the Sixers do, see what James Harden does, who has also said that he will not hold out. He will report to training camp if he is not dealt, um, which, you know, is applaud James Harden, but, you know, I mean, come on. That, that could just be saving face as well as, you know, just a just a publicity stunt to try and show teams that, you know, you're 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 in it for the you know you're you're a team guy. Um so that's my take on this past week in seventy sixers news. It's been um a lot throughout the last couple days. Um and it's just a very, very, I want to say, interesting time to be a 76ers fan. It feels like you're right in the middle. I mean, just like they are in the playoffs every year, that's where it feels like you are right now in the offseason. You're stuck right in the middle. You're not a top three team in the East um, on pen and paper, and you're not exactly a playing team. But if they do move on from James Harden, you're about a four or five seeded team, um, and that's with the potential mock trades that I put out there with what they'd get back. So that's what I have tonight. Uh, I'm talking about the 76ers and the trade rumors. Thanks everyone for tuning into another another episode of the 610 podcast. And I will talk to you back on here again, fingers crossed, hopefully Sunday night recapping the Philly series against the Cleveland Guardians. One, two, three, four, five, sixes. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six.